welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Okay, perfect. Today we are going to talk about Clarissa Explains It All. Finally, right? It's about time. We've done a couple episodes of Sabrina in the past where we talked about Melissa Joan Hart, but obviously we're going to have to cover my namesake, Clarissa. So if you don't know, Clarissa Explains It All was a 1991 sitcom. It ran for five seasons on Nickelodeon. It was a big part of SNCC, the whole SNCC lineup. And I know it was one of my favorite shows on SNCC. Oh gosh, I can't get into ranking snick right now that's produced for nickelodeon clarissa does explain it all in the series why do people do the things they do along with unfolding stories sarcastic and funny teenage host clarissa darling sits on her bed and gives it to the audience straight it premiered march 23rd 1991 and the final episode aired on december 3rd 1994 so it starred melissa joan hart jason zimbler as her little brother annoying little brother ferguson um, Sean O'Neill as her hunky next door neighbor Sam who would always come through her window and Elizabeth Hess as her kind of like uptight mother Janet Darling and Joe O'Connor as Marshall Darling the sweetest most lovable TV dad so Clarissa doesn't technically have any really strong Christmas episodes that I remember um, so and hey correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't rewatched the entire series recently um, I usually tend to stick to my favorites like brain drain and a couple of others come to mind but I was able to find this episode and I thought it would be fun to cover for Christmas so it's actually season one episode four and it's called urge to drive Clarissa wants to buy a car but needs to get the money first she then sets out to raise the $1,500 needed when Clarissa has no success getting the money out of her parents she decides to sell Christmas cards in the middle of the year so perfect this episode is directed by Maureen Thor and written by Mitchell Kriegman of course if you were a child of the 90s and you loved Clarissa I'm I'm sure that you remember the theme song. Freud, who said that all human beings are motivated by the sex drive? No. Maybe Madonna said it. I don't know. But kissing all day? I have a different theory. Here goes. 41% of all people are motivated by the drive to eat pizza. 37% of all people are motivated by the drive to buy clothes, especially leggings. 21% of all people are motivated by the drive to sleep late, particularly on days when they have gym first period. And the rest of the population, the remaining 1%, are motivated by the drive to drive. That would be me, which is why I have to have this used 1976 gremlin. You're probably wondering how I'm going to get the money. Fasten your seatbelts and walk. And I think it's fitting that Clarissa wants a car so bad. In the opening sequence, we get the very first thing that happens is a car drives over her name. Yeah, of course she wants a car. She's a teenage girl. 
She's going to find a way to get that gremlin. <laughs> 1976 gremlin. Beautiful. So Clarissa is doing her little Ferris thing and she's telling us how she was born to drive and just getting herself all hyped up about getting a car. And Sam comes in the window. She excitedly tells us that Sam's dad has a new girlfriend who actually likes comic books. And Sam has an entire stack of comics with him, which is awesome. And she says that um, his girlfriend, Sam's dad's girlfriend, is addicted to Archie. So Sabrina's trying to figure out what she could sell or pawn. She does say she has a 28-foot chain of recycled gum. <laughs> recycled gum wrappers. Her fish earrings. Her room is so awesome. It's got just a random checkered pattern that's been painted with like some type of black oil paint all over the wall. And it's not even in places. It's just perfect. It, it looks exactly like a teenage girl's room. <laughs> she says she doesn't understand why her parents refuse to accept her driving destiny or at least let her borrow the car. And Sam reminds her that she's not even old enough to drive. <laughs> so the point is kind of mute. So she shows him a clipping of the car that's inspired this driving journey for her and says used apple red gremlin working windows original interior three out of four tires still have treads never been in a collision on a highway comes with key must sell fifteen hundred dollars call five 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 four one six eight and there's an ad underneath of it for a geo prism 1990 for seven thousand dollars yeah right <laughs> and sam tells her you know like how are you gonna get fifteen hundred dollars so Sab sabrina Clarissa starts doing some calculations to see what she can afford. Hey, Dad. Another problem with the sink? Well, as a matter of fact, Sport, there is a serious crack in the wall plan. But if I remove this slip nut, that's a... I can't believe you're really interested. Actually, Dad... Oh, what was I thinking? I... You're more the outdoors type, aren't you? Well, I do like parking garages and convertibles. All right. Hold on a second, would you? So then Clarissa proceeds to try to con her dad into giving her the money, but he has his own agenda and he just wants her to be involved with this boy scouting trip that he's planning at some lake. Uh, and it's supposed to be really beautiful and he wants to spend the time with his daughter. He's such a sweet dad and she wants nothing to do with it. She suggests that he take Ferguson, but even he doesn't want to spend time with Ferguson. So <laughs> um, she tries next. She moves on to her mother for dinner again. Ah, don't eat too many. I won't have enough of the brontosaurus teeth. Mmm, smells good. What are they for? The museum. It's our dinosaur project. Mom. Okay, I just had to pause right here. At this point, I don't know when I became Janet Darling, but I grew up to be Janet Darling. Man, and I hated her when I was a kid. I thought she was the meanest mom on Nickelodeon. Um, I always wanted the mom from Gullah Gullah's Island or maybe, ooh, so many good moms to or wild thornberries, but not, oh, definitely not Clarissa's mom. She seems so uppity and I don't know, strict. I'd even take the mom from Pete and Pete <laughs> with the metal plate in her head. But this was just 
jarring to see this is me now I sit at the table and make a really intensive fossil crafts and food uh, based off of the animal kingdom (laughs) for my kid and um, she says you know it's for the museum and I'm into paleontology and geology and I have excavated several dinosaur bones, many more than several. (laughs) And so it just uh, struck me, (laughs) really it hit me hard, you guys, when I got to this scene. But um, that's all right, I guess. Today, I don't dislike Janet as much. And I even found an episode where she smokes a cigarette, which I found just jaw-dropping for Nickelodeon. And that's one episode that I really want to cover. Back to the scene. Children's Museum is paying me enough. I mean, did you ever think of moonlighting a little bit? Like, maybe a nutrition consultant at 7-Eleven? I really don't think Imagine. We germ slurpees. Clarissa, dear, everyone could use more money, but we're doing just fine. You don't have to worry. Phew. Then can I please have $1,262.36? Clarissa, you're not in trouble, are you? Well, not exactly trouble, but it is a matter of life and death that I buy this gremlin. Clarissa Marie, darling, you want me to work the late shift at 7-Eleven? Only a couple of months. Just so you can buy some magical creature? A gremlin is a car, Mom. I need a car. (laughs) Then we get a good scene of Clarissa answering the front door for a mailman. Um, He's bemused that there are so many packages showing up at their house for some reason. And he asks if Ferguson and Clarissa are trying to make some type of weapon or something. And she says, no, you know, my dad's going camping this weekend. So it's a bunch of camping gear and some worms. It looks like. Keep thinking. Happy holidays. You too. No, happy holidays. Get it. That's the idea. Read this ad. Make up to $1,000 a week in your spare time. Sell happy holiday Christmas cards from Yuletide Greetings Incorporated. Wow, Sam, this is great. I'm a boy genius. We're rich. I can't believe it. So Clarissa thinks that she has hit the big one. She has struggled. Eureka. She has got a great idea. She can sell these Christmas cards to make the money she needs to buy the gremlin. I mean, that's just for starters. Then she plans to go to Paris. (laughs) And Sam says that he hates to interrupt, but... But I think we should get started. It says offer in September 1st, 1999. Give me that coupon. Just like all Clarissa explains in all episodes, we get a great scene of her playing, like creating and playing some computer game um, because she's a genius. And the computer game shows her going from door to door, selling all of her items, you know, achieving her goal, and then she's happy at the end. And this is like a running theme throughout the entire series. So the graphics in these games are always amazing. Just a note, if you haven't watched Sabrina in a long, or Clarissa in a really long time, and you're thinking, mm, is it worth a rewatch? It is, if not you know, just because of the graphics and the sound production. And just to see Clarissa's bedroom, it's really masterful set design. Her old television is inside of an old dollhouse from when she was a child. Um, It's just so authentic and lived in. It's very realistic. 
really cool bedroom. I mean, definitely rivals Sabrina even. So now she has all of her magazines and she's got them separated out into piles. The postman shows up with more and more and more boxes of newspapers. I'm sure you guys know where this is going. You've got to see this. The fine print. In the event that Ms. C. Darling fails to honor the terms in the agreement, then the company shall have full legal entitlement to seek damages up to and including $1 million. What if I can't pay? It looks like they can take away your house. Don't you remember Duncan Dorkin did that paper in social studies on bankruptcy and repossession? The one about how they've got computers who know everything about you. Like where your dad works, your family bank account number. I don't even know that. How come they do? Duncan says they're allowed to take everything. Your property, your furniture, your clothes. Even my 28-foot gum chain. Even your hubcap collection. So Clarissa is, of course, freaked out that she's going to go broke. Um, She doesn't know what's going to happen. Legitimate, absolutely legitimate fear. (laughs) She fucked up. They're eating, um, you know, some weird food at the dinner table and (laughs) Ferguson's being awful as usual. So Sabrina cuts away to give us an update. We interrupt this fascinating family dinner to bring you the Clarissa Darling business update. Business news tonight is grim. It was a week of high hopes and major disappointment. Sales were low and costs were high. That's $168.24 postage and shipping, $123.50 deposit for the cards, and $3.99 I paid for foam dice for the dashboard. My mistake. This brings savings to a negative $50.09. Financial forecast? I'm heading for a big depression. Clarissa dramatically leaves the dinner table and says, you know, she has to take responsibility. She made her bed. Now she has to lie in it. (laughs) So we cut to the darling dad in the living room with all of his campers. They're all dressed up like Boy Scouts. We've got Ferguson there who is not a Boy Scout, which I find odd. He's definitely old enough. But Mr. Darling does seem like the kind of dad who's not going to force his son to do something he's not interested in. And all the kids are getting ready, packing up their gear. And then Sam and Clarissa come in. Clarissa is dressed up like Santa. And Sam is dressed up like an elf. (laughs) And Clarissa has a giant bag (laughs) with her. They look completely defeated. They've come in the front door and they're going to plop themselves down on the sofa with all of these campers around them trying to prepare. Sam says that it is the worst experience of his life. So yeah, they weren't able to sell any of her magazines in the middle of summer um, for Christmas, (laughs) Christmas magazines. But hey, she tried and I would have bought a Christmas magazine in the middle of summer. Why not? I mean... But yeah, it's cute. It's cute how they worked in Christmas. <laughs> and she did have other selections of mag, like other magazine selections that you could choose from. But predominantly, she had Christmas. I think it's time for a special happy holiday report. It was pretty bad. Here's some of the highlights. We're selling happy holiday Christmas cards filled with the best Christmas cards are lame. My word, I don't think so. Hi. The Christmas only comes one day in December. We like to think that the Christmas spirit. Ah, humbug. Hi. We're selling these nifty Christmas cards. 
You could buy a ton of them and recycle the paper for five dollars. Why don't you children go home? Ha! We're selling happy holiday Christmas cards, but they're actually red and green Fourth of July. Ow! Hey, Sam, are you okay? So much for happy holidays. <laughs> And then Marshall runs down the stairs and he kind of guilts her by saying that he'll miss her on the jamboree. She apologizes. She says she's so sorry for everything. They're having a very special moment. But then um, some random kid seems to have a splinter and Mr. Darling goes to get his little Swiss Army pocket knife out to go help the kid get the splinter out of his hand. Wow. Now I'm sending dad to the poorhouse. So, of course, it just makes her feel like garbage because her dad is such a nice guy, clearly. She's rotten. The door swings open. There's a huge storm outside. Ferguson runs outside to see what's going on. And let me just say, the fall leaves that they used for this shot were beautiful, you guys. Beautiful. Red, the reds. I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's all fake, but still beautiful. It seems to me like there are uh, cumulonimbus clouds out there. And meteorologically speaking, that could be trouble. And then we get the neighbor's dog floating by uh, in the air. So apparently it's a really bad storm. <laughs> They're not going to be able to go camping. But don't worry, because Marshall is going to figure out a plan. He is going to save the day. Sorry to say this, but we're going to have to postpone the jamboree. I, uh... No, I'm sorry, Scouts. Now, you know that being a scout means being brave in the face of an adventure. And it also means... Being brave in the face of no adventure. Today, we are not having an adventure. But hey, isn't that the greatest adventure of all? No. All right, well, when the danger's past, go on the jamboree. <laughs> if that's not the mantra for 2020, I don't know what is, guys. Can't go to their jamboree. <laughs> but they'll be able to reschedule. They'll have a rain check. But the kids are super bummed because they're like 11-year-olds. Clarissa gets an idea. For some reason, these kids that are in the Boy Scouts love her cards that she's trying to sell. They're trying to rip them open and like, where can we get more of these cards? Like they're Pokemon cards. They're not Pokemon cards. They're just like Christmas cards. What? And <laughs> they're all fascinated by them. And Clarissa's like, this is so conveniently, right? And Clarissa tells her mom and dad, you know, we don't have to cancel the jamboree. We can just have it right here. Fine. I don't know. You mean you want to join? How do you do a three clove overhitch? Ah, scouts! Scouts! The jamboree's back on. So, of course, Ferguson is trying to take advantage of people <laughs> and get money for them using the bathroom. I love that the scene ends with um, Clarissa making up with her dad, though, and not making up, but like participating in the family activity. I thought that was really cool, even though the way they got there with the writing was really ridiculous but okay and they're selling all these cards like crazy they have a line of these children just buying their weird christmas cards 
<laughs> what? It doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> and like, it's such a racket that Ferguson wants in on the act. But Clarissa knows how to deal with Ferguson. And she leads him up the stairs with a promise of a business proposition. And promptly ties him to a drain pipe in the bathroom. <laughs> As you do to your little annoying brother. Come on, sis, really. I love you. You were right. I was wrong. Yeah, you really showed me. Who could have thought that a Boy Scout Jamboree could be this much fun? Come on, you can't do this to me! Okay, we sold all the cards and I only lost $12.78. Isn't that great? We'll have to write the ad in the comic book. You can lose as much as $12.78 a week selling Christmas cards. So that's awesome. Not only did she sell all the cards, she only lost, you know, less than $13. Perfect. And she says she's glad that she wasn't able to get the gremlin because now that she's matured, um, she would get a Honda because they are much more fuel efficient. And I actually saw a beautiful Honda today. <laughs> I took a picture of it. It was beautiful. Then says uh, Sam comes over and says, hey, um, look at this ad, you know, and he shows her because he's got that stack of magazines from his dad's girlfriend who loves magazines and or comic books. Sorry. And he brings a comic book over to Clarissa from his stack of comic books. That hey, look at this. Oh, not again, Sam. Make hundreds of dollars in your spare time. So see monkeys to all your friends. Oh. Great. You've got to see this. Now I know why they say comic books are bad for you. Guys, she is not joking, okay? <laughs> you have to see this for yourself, please. If you have any interest in Clarissa Explains at all, this is a great one to rewatch because the set design is so amazing. And then this last shot that we get of the sea monkeys in the magazine, it's Oh, it's, I'm sorry. If you remember seeing these sea monkey ads in comics, you will love this. It's a true Acme comic book ad. And it has, you know, the two sea monkeys, a guy and a girl. And it says, just add water, sea monkeys. Enter the wonderful world of sea monkeys, just add water. And then we get the famous, um, you know, end credits with Sabrina erasing her name and Sam skating around on his skateboard. She's got her this season. And I don't think it changes, right? After season one, she has that black halter top with the black biker shorts and um, rings. And that go like a belt with rings and hot pink leggings. I think that we don't get another opening credits and closing credits throughout the series, but um, shit, now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it all and see. I, because it's Christmas, I just want to play, <laughs> I do wanna play a few 
ads from Christmas, um, the year that this aired. So I did a little bit of digging and this did air in May of 1991. So it wasn't technically Christmas like we discussed, but let's see what was going on at Christmas in 1991. They come from Foothill Forest among the big green trees. The little bits are silly, but they're really out to please. Discovering together with a yippee and a yay. Pick juniors where they learn and grow each and every day. With a little bit of laughing and a little bit of pout. The little bits don't worry because they're sure to work things out. They're loyal friends to nature, so give the bits a shot. And watch them on Nick Jr. You'll love little bits a lot. The little bits. Weekdays at 2-1 Central on Nick Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Nick Jr. <laughs> we're all adults here. All right. Let, let me find the adult commercials that were happening on Nickelodeon in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> For the big kids. Oh, how serene to be in Bean on this lovely holiday. The town's so grand, it's being canned and sold by a new named Ray. Get your bean soup. <laughs> so that was just a sequence of little Nickelodeon intros and outros that played in 1991. But this was actually the most interesting one I found from 1991, Nickelodeon. They're not squishy and sweet, and they don't make you go goo-goo-goo. They are the Nicktoons, and they're not here to be cuddly. Doug, Ren and Skippy, the Rugrats, they'll battle the biggest bully, climb the highest toilet, even... Don't want to know. These are no stuffed animals. They've got real problems, real adventures, and they're real satisfied with the old cookie cutter cartoons you find everywhere else turn to the nick tunes every sunday morning starting at 10 9 central on nick <laughs> absolutely so i mean that was the appeal right of nickelodeon as a kid that it was the alternative to disney it was absolutely a sur- as soon as you heard that organ music at the beginning of rugrats um you were transported into another world where <laughs> there was a vacuum cleaner blowing up and babies were crawling all over the house and it was real it was what real life was like if you were lucky and the characters felt so realistic. The voice actors are, were amazing. I watch a lot of kids' shows, current children's shows, and there is some good stuff out there, but there's a lot of garbage too. And unfortunately, the things that my kids tend to gravitate to is a lot of garbage. Um, so I try to slip in a little bit of old Nickelodeon here and there where I can. Um, we do a little bit of Pete and Pete. Uh, so Weird is one that we watch. Me and my son will do So Weird Sundays. And that's fun. It's an old Disney show. But that was, to me, the best commercial that I was able to find from 1991. I hope it's a good Christmas present for everybody out there. Clarissa Explains It All will definitely have to be on my ideal uh, snick lineup um if you want to let me know what your ideal snick lineup is send me an email at cassandra explains it all at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at uh, cass explains instagram cassandra explains it all um facebook as well wherever um wherever <laughs> so and, oh and as always if you want to support the show just head over to the patreon patreon.com 
youtube.com forward slash Cassandra explains. I'm currently working on heavy weights with my brother. He actually just finished recording earlier tonight. So I'm excited to get that episode out for you guys. Also, uh, my friend Peter has agreed to come back on the show to do a New Year's Eve special. We are going to do Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Yes, that's yes. Be excited. Yes, geek out. Um, <laughs> we are going to go on that journey. I mean, I mean, we should wait, right? We, we should wait until the episode to talk about it, right? I mean, we, we shouldn't spoil it. I mean, we could spoil it a little bit, though. An inquisitive teenager finds herself involved with suspected dodgy dealing on her space station home and ends up being sent down to Earth. January 23rd, 1999. It's starring Kirsten Storms. Philip Rice, Gregory Smith, Raven Simone. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh my God, Raven Simone, you guys. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. It's directed by Kenneth Johnson. Obviously, it was a Disney Channel original movie. I mean, do you remember where you were when this movie aired? I do. Okay, we'll save it for that episode. There's, we're gonna do a, a huge deep dive for this so <laughs> just be prepared because what could be more futuristic in 2021 than xenon girl of the 21st century in the meantime head over to the instagram and let me know what movie you want me to do next now i am going to give a recommendation for a book a movie and a podcast. Why not? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be an ever-changing um, category. For movie, um, that's so hard. Oh my god. I Look, okay, this is the point in my life where I need to be honest, finally. I've been lying to everybody saying that I've been watching things that they're telling me to watch and I'm really just watching Revenge and I actually skipped the last six episodes and finally just finished the final episode yesterday um, and then today I started having guilt about it so I went back and now I'm re-watching the ones that I skipped over so I mean I don't know why I feel so bad about like enjoying it so thoroughly, but I almost want to start over as soon as it's done. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't. Please somebody intervene and make me watch something good. <laughs> and it's not like I don't have support, like a support group for this. I mean, I know people that watch good films and they even recommend them to me and say, look, I, I think you'd be interested in this. Yet still, still I cannot. <laughs> I will not watch them. I'm gonna say actually Quarantine Tapes, which is a series that's going on on Measuring Flicks, did a, um, it's a mad, mad, mad world from 1963. So they're doing that for their, you know, December movie. Actually, they've got a ton of content over there, guys. So yeah, I, I listened to that and I fucking dug it <laughs> so actually their last like four episodes i really dug i kind of like always have something in my ears um 
and so I'll jump between like 20 podcasts, um, but they're one that is in my wheelhouse. So, so, and then, okay, a book. I have a great book recommendation, actually. I'm going to recommend The Warren Report only because I had taken a picture of my copy of The Warren Report today. I found it in my dad's garage and it's really old and tattered. I know I checked the year on it, but I can't remember off the top of my head uh, (laughs) what year it was. So yeah, that'll be my book recommendation. If you haven't read it, check out The Warren Report. (laughs) The fuck? Cassandra. What is, what is this? Okay. Movie. So for movie, I'm gonna go with, I'm trying to think of a movie that I like to watch for Christmas. And actually I haven't started watching any Christmas programming yet. I've, like I said, been watching Revenge, but I know... Hmm. We'll probably watch The Santa Claus. My kids love that movie. Every year they want to watch it, but I used to love it. I'm afraid that if I watch it, it's going to be terrible. Maybe I could get my brother to watch it with me. That could be fun. (laughs) I just, I don't want to ruin it. I loved it. So that'll be my movie, The Santa Claus. It's been um, peeping at me from the Disney Plus box. (laughs) And... I know one night this week we're going to sit around the tree and have the lights down, get some popcorn and snacks and hot chocolate and watch the Santa Claus. Actually, fuck the Santa Claus, a real Christmas movie that I will watch (laughs) is called Bell, Book and Candle. And this is the only serious thing that I'm going to say on this entire podcast. Also, by Andrew Bixler, Space Junk. That's the book, my second book recommendation. Andrew Bixler, Space Junk. Check it out. And it's Christmas, so if you have any friends that like to read or like space junk, they would like it. So, Bell Book and Candle is a 1958 comedy romance in the late 1950s. Jillian is a modern-day witch living in New York City's Greenwich Village. When she encounters charming publisher Shepard Henderson, she decides to make him hers by casting a love spell. Gillian takes added pleasure in doing so because Henderson is engaged to her old college rival. However, Jillian finds herself actually falling for Shepard, which poses a problem. She will lose her powers if she falls in love. Release date, December 25th, 1958. So, and it's um, directed by Richard Quinn, story by John Van Druten, screenplay Daniel Tardash. And it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Production Design. So, and it, it does, it has beautiful production design. This movie is beautiful. It came out right before Christmas. It's set in you know, the 1950s. There's a jazz bar similar to Coco Bongo. I'm telling you guys, watch this fucking movie. It's really good, okay? (laughs) It's a really good movie. And it's a witch. She's a witch. So yes, Bell, Book, and Candle. And um, that'll be my movie recommendation for the week. (laughs) But I hope that everybody has a happy Hanukkah as today as I'm recording this is Hanukkah. And I hope that everybody has a Merry Christmas or a wonderful um, solstice, Amanita Mascaria, blah, blah, blah. Later, alligator.
have some prunes. Why you? I don't want to take this and just to be like Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball, Tetris Plus, and Donkey Kong Land 3, the world's a better place. <laughs> nice earrings. Nice hearing aid. What?